0: The magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Everybody knows I got the magic in me. When I hit the floor, the girls come snapping at me. Now everybody wants a so breast of magic, magic, magic 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 go what about the magic is me i let it will blow your mind pick verse, any verse. i hypnotize you with every line i need a volunteer how about you with the eyes, come on down to the front stay right here and don't be shy i have you time traveling have your mind baby people
1: trying to inhale. welcome back to another edition of broomsticks and butterbeer episode 107 what Went back and counted them
2: Oh, nice
1: I'm Dan Rhino
2: I'm Jessica Rhino
1: I'm kind of disappointed now that we went right past the episode 100 and didn't do I was going
2: to say, I was like, so did like we miss 100 or, or did I miss 100? No. I'm confused No,
1: it was 7 ago
2: Hmm.
1: So, episode 107, I'll try to do better to keep in track of that
2: Can we uh, party for 110?
1: Nah, oh. that's nothing It's meaningless. Maybe one fifty.
2: So far away. I want cake now. So
0: far
2: away. You mentioned cake.
1: Doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? Starting to get my voice back a little bit. Nice. Been a while. Been a while. Ever since Catherine got me sick on the Chicago trip, I haven't been able to sing very well.
2: Why are you making out with Catherine?
1: I like pregnant ladies.
2: You didn't get sick from Catherine, Catherine had COVID, you did not have COVID Yeah, but you know my
1: immune system, I probably got something COVID adjacent
2: (laughs) I don't think that's how it works though
1: Uh, Did we say our names? I'm Dan Rhino Yeah, we did Okay
2: I'm Jessica Rhino
1: Okay, hey, how's it going? (laughs) What's up? Broomsticks and Butterbeer, chapter by chapter discussion of the Harry Potter novels Working our way through uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix Talking about chapter 14 today Uh, Let's recap chapter 13 last time Which was detention with Dolores After Harry's outburst in Defense Against the Dark Arts class He gets several detentions with Professor Umbridge A nice byproduct though of that outburst Is that some of the student body is starting to believe Harry's story About what happened last year at the Triwizard Tournament Fred and George are testing their candy, candy creations on some first years uh, Hermione threatens to tattle on Fred and George to their mother. Hermione is trying to trick house elves into freeing themselves by leaving knitted hats everywhere. Harry's headaches are becoming more regular, presumably because newprint is no longer manufactured.
0: That makes sense.
1: Uh, Hagrid is still missing, and for Harry's detentions, Umbridge—easy um, for me to say—Umbridge makes Harry write lines with a special quill that actually carves words into his skin. So. Torture of Children is the platform that Umbridge will be running for president on in 2024.
2: Uh, they have to president.
1: Oh, yeah, she's not born in the, born in the United States. No. She wasn't born in the United States, no. I wouldn't think, so.
2: Yeah, she can't do that. Yeah, she should be
1: running for prime minister of, prime minister. of the United Kingdom uh, on the platform of torturing children into behavior, positive behaviors. Okay. Uh, chapter 14 today Percy. And Padfoot
2: That's an interesting combination
1: Yeah, a little alliteration there uh, We get to see Sirius But that means we also gotta see Percy Or we gotta, don't really get, have to see him But we have to encounter a little Percy Yeah In this chapter
2: We hear from him There's communication from both parties
1: So we're going to have to deal with some Percy shenanigans in this chapter And Harry is up early feeling the need to write to Sirius To let him know everything that's going on And he needs to use codes, right? We're still worried about messages being intercepted No,
2: not codes Codes can be broken (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he just kind of speaks very vaguely You remember that thing that happened last year? Well, it happened again
1: so, it starts off by calling Sirius Snuffles.
2: Snuffles this is his secret doggy name.
1: Uh, secret doggy name. Umbridge is nearly as nice as your mom.
2: Love that line.
1: Uh, the things I wrote about last summer happened again. He's mm-hmm. talking about his headaches and his scar hurting. And we're still missing our biggest friend. We mm-hmm. still don't know where Hagrid is. Still
2: don't know where Hagrid is.
1: Uh, Harry heads to the Owlery to send off his letter Uh, Glances outside to see a Thestral flying around?
2: Yep Okay He doesn't know what it is yet though
1: When Cho Chang comes into the Owlry What's Cho up to?
2: She's sending a birthday present to her mom Nice She forgot it was her mom's birthday I I was kind of curious what she found at the last second To send to her (laughs) mom (laughs) Like, mom, here's some some socks That I took from my trunk Maybe
1: uh, Hermione knitted a hat Maybe Or she just found Found something in the castle
2: Yeah and decided to send it to Mum.
1: So I guess she could have gone to Hogsmeade Have they had a Hogsmeade weekend yet? I don't
2: think so No, no, this is just the first week of school
1: Maybe uh, Amazon Prime dropped something off
2: I don't think I don't, but she, No, no Because it's early in the morning and she just remembered So there hasn't Amazon's been... pretty fast
1: They do same day delivery
2: <laughs> They do but this has only been A few hours
1: I've gotten things in a few hours from Amazon I
2: think I think it is one of the knitted hats <laughs> She found it That Hermione left laying around hey, Hermione, can you knit me
1: something Like one uh, Glove <laughs> Real quick, I need something real quick Real quick uh, The biggest thing we get from this little back and forth Between Harry and Cho is the fact that Not only does Cho, Cho believe Harry's side of the Wizard story But Cho says What we seem to notice before is that a lot of the student body seems to believe it too, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, she kind of brings that up very matter-of-factly. Like, now everybody's remembering. I don't know why they didn't remember, because we knew that. We knew what happened last year. They told us. But, you know, she was more personally involved in what happened. So I think it stuck in her head a little more. It was a little more impactful for her.
1: So, do you think Cho had any impact on the kind of the changing in the mindset of some of the student body? Because, you know, I'm sure that having somebody that was so close to Cedric believing Harry's story probably carries a little weight. And then there's also the fact that this isn't one of Harry's buddies. Uh, This isn't a Gryffindor. This is this is somebody from a different house. This is somebody who, it's so a Ravenclaw, which they usually, you know, kind of base things, you know, on based facts. on based on facts. But
2: they can be a little weird and quirky. Yeah, um, but she's really popular. You know, mm-hmm. we, we knew from the last book she was always traveling in a pack with her friends. Mm-hmm. She's on the Quidditch team, so she's not just.
1: And that's and that's kind of the geeky yeah.
2: Ravenclaw. Either it, that kind of
1: goes to, to what I was saying is that she's. Got kind of like some cachet with the student body. So do you think that had anything to do with? uh, Because I'm sure she's been talking about it.
2: Yeah, I'm sure she she really kind of helped on that side. But at least in the like the Ravenclaw house, like we know, Slytherin house is never going to be supportive of Harry. Mm -hmm. But Ravenclaw house is, and Gryffindor seems to be having a little trouble. They're kind of split. I don't know about Hufflepuff. Where they stand, well, you, know, you would think they would, because that was Cedric.
1: Yeah, Hufflepuff was so. Cedric was was kind of like their big, was going to be their big moment to shine, you know. And I and I think that there's probably a, a lot of disappointment there, but
2: but they were so loyal to Cedric, they were kind of anti-Harry, mm-hmm. and now do they flip and be very supportive of Harry? That's what I, I mean to. It's kind of a complicated. I'm sure they do, they support Harry because that's what happened to their person, Cedric. But I think emotionally, it's kind of complicated. Yeah, it's a, it's
1: a it's a difficult situation that that they're in, and a difficult situation that a lot of people are in right now. Uh, Filch interrupts this nice little moment between Harry and Cho, bursting into the owlery to accuse Harry of sending off for dung bombs, <laughs> apparently in some sort of Wizarding mail order catalog.
2: This is one of those like minor scenes I did not remember at all. It's not really in the books, it's or in the movies. Like, it's I, definitely I, I in the book. literally just is in the book. <laughs>
1: I literally have it in my notes based on what it's I read. It's
2: not in the movies. Um, so I kind of forgot all about this, but I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Like this whole little sassy side of Cho because she mm-hmm. seems very quiet and meek in the first book. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe she's just had to mature a lot. Going through the Triwizard Tournament with Cedric, and having your boyfriend be
1: murdered at at the school you're currently attending does will will force you to grow up a little bit.
2: Yeah, she seems very like opinionated. Like we were saying, with the, everyone should know this, and um, and then with she stood up to to um. Filch, I had a different word in my head for some reason. Um, she stood up to him and was like, "Here he sent it." Just get over it. Like, I was impressed by her.
1: You know, I think that there might be a couple reasons for that. It may be, you know, having kind of a traumatic event like that. What happened with Cedric last year? Given how close they were, that could, you know, change your outlook on things and make you kind of realize that life is short and there's really no time to be kind of reserved and meek and and. And whatnot.
2: Yeah, you gotta speak up.
1: But then there's also the fact that if she believes Harry, that means she also believes that the Dark Lord is back. And if the Dark Lord is back, we're in for some potentially really bad times and potentially deadly times in the wizarding world here. And she's probably being a teenager, a little stressed out. Mm -hmm. And maybe she's just kind of tired of. You know, minding her p's and q's, and
2: or, you know, with the Dark Lord roaming around, I have no reason to be afraid of you. Mm-hmm. You're just a caretaker. Like mm-hmm. you don't really matter. You're just a dude. Nothing. Yeah. This doesn't. This whatever this is. Mm-hmm. This doesn't really matter. What yeah. matters is, you know, the Dark Lord's back, and people are gonna die. And yeah, this it's, just, a li- it's a It's a literally
0: literal
1: life and death. It's already become a life and death thing for somebody super close to her.
2: And I feel like too, she might just be like we were talking. She might just be in like a stand up protect Harry mode all mm-hmm. the time. Like, no, he's he's telling the truth. This is what's happened. Don't you remember? I just feel like she might be stuck in that. That that it's a bad thing in that defensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We know we know she has some feelings for Harry because she was she was really disappointed when she had to tell Harry that she couldn't go to the the Yule Ball with
0: him. Mm-hmm. Because they had moments she, leading up yeah. to
2: that. Where you could tell they both like each other, mm-hmm. but they were both really too shy to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. When Harry finally got the courage, she was like, "Oh, it was
1: a little too it was too late yeah you can't you can't uncommit to somebody else just because you want to go with with another person mm-hmm. um, it so there's all there's something there there's some kind of positive connection between. Harry and Cho, whether it's romantic, whether it's uh, a friendship, whether it's just you know some something that they, some kind of other connection that they that they might have there. So I'm thinking that uh, you know, unfortunately, with with what happened to Cedric, we might get to see that whatever it is blossom a little bit more in the in the near future. Uh, That being with whatever's going on with Harry and Cho, Uh, something very interesting in the Daily Prophet. This morning Jessica regarding Sirius
2: Ooh.
1: What's going on?
2: Oh I thought you were talking about the sale on the robes
1: No um, They say it's a sale But what they do is they Jack up the price uh-huh. Just so they can cut it back down To like what the normal price is And they're like oh look we took 40% off Like yeah but you marked it up 40% before you did that
2: Oh that's so awful
1: They That's, that's a, like 90% of the stuff On Amazon Prime Day so like the original price of this was a hundred dollars. Like this thing never, in its existence, cost a hundred dollars. <laughs> it normally costs thirty, and you're selling it for twenty-eight. That's not a deal.
2: A little bit of a deal.
1: But I digress. Anyway, what's ha- what's the uh, daily prophet have to say about Sirius? Oh, or I mean, Snuffles.
2: No, Sirius. They said that um, they had a tip. There was an informant. There was something mentioned about him being hiding out in London. Mm. Which freaks the kids out because well, he is in London. <laughs> he <is. laughs> Gossip or not, they, they actually got this one right. And um, Hermione in particular is very upset because... They told him not to sneak out to the train station. Everybody warned him not to sneak out to the train station. To see Harry off. He did it anyway.
1: I'm I'm in my dog costume.
2: Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody's gonna be suspicious of this giant black dog. Yeah,
1: off-leash dog.
2: <laughs> Why not put a
1: leash on him?
0: I don't know.
1: And I I know it's it's very demeaning. However, it would accentuate the disguise more.
2: Yes, yes. Be way more convincing. And
1: maybe if he did like some tricks for some treats or something.
2: He'd eat on something he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> this is normal dog stuff. Yeah. Like his leg on a fire hydrant. <laughs> like that's Drop a juice
1: in the middle of King's Cross.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My oh, it's dog. my
1: dog. It's my poorly no. behaved dog. I'm sorry. sorry. Bad snuffles. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, there's better ways that we could have gone about it. So there's a little bit of a, a discussion, kind of what you said about Hermione being upset about it. There's kind of a discussion about whether they, whether the Daily Prophet really did get a tip on this, or whether they're just kind of doing the fake news thing that they normally do. Because they just happen to be right. It's very... It's, it would be very easy to take the biggest city uh presume I'm assuming it's the biggest city in the UK I don't I mean there might there might be a, a bigger you know by square uh square miles city in the UK but I think the most prominent city in the UK probably the most populated and, and, and
2: where the ministry is and mm-hmm. uh you know where King's Cross is for mm-hmm. the train and where they go sh- they have, like, a presence there. Yeah.
1: It's it's kind of, it's kind one of the big hubs of the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. And it, it'd be very easy to just make that up and say that he was spotted there. Yeah. So, and we know that the Daily Prophet, especially lately, has been tending to make up a lot of things to kind of fit their narrative. And it, it just kind of reminded me of when there's bad weather and on the on the the Tv the local news and they use it to basically try to scare everybody into like watch continuing to watch and follow Mm -hmm. the storm. It's almost like a like a ploy to try to you know get people to buy more papers. You know, oh this is this is a developing story. I'm gonna need to buy the next issue if I'm going to follow what's going on. Yep. But
2: stay tuned for more details.
1: He whether they knew it or not, he actually is in London. So whether they uh, made it up or not, you know, a broken clock's even right twice a day.
2: Exactly. Uh,
1: Harry is worried Sirius may have been found out by his accompanying Harry to King's Cross in dog form. We talked about that. Another unfortunate item in the profit. Not that uh, wax sale that you were talking about.
2: Seemed like a good deal.
1: But uh, the Order of the Phoenix, uh, as of... Applies to the Order of Phoenix, at least, is the story about Sturgis Podmore being arrested for being caught trying to sneak into a secure area of the Ministry and being sentenced to six months in Azkaban. What's Sturgis up to?
2: I don't know. <laughs> this is another one of those things I was like, wait, what? I don't remember this. Um, but the the... The crew kind of elaborates for us. They're like, remember he was supposed to show up and, and be with us. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. I, it, sometimes it's hard when not predominant characters do things that are mildly important. It's like, oh yeah, kind of remember you. Um, But yeah, it was really confusing. They kind of debated it. They're like, well, if he was there... By order of, like, Dumbledore, the order doing Order of the Phoenix work, then why would they expected him to be part of their guard to go to King's Cross? Mm-hmm. Like, he was there doing something else.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe his own little side hustle.
2: His own little side hustle. Or, Ron said maybe they lured him in, tried to take him in for questioning or whatever, and then arrested him on, like, trumped up charges. Mm-hmm. Hermione was like... <gasps> You could be right. Bronn's <laughs> like, like, what, me? All, all surprised. Like, Wait, what? You could actually be right. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case.
1: Really? Me? I, something I said could be right? <laughs> so here, here's my question about what's going on with, with Sturgis. Are all wizards sent to Azkaban no matter what the crime is? Because Sturgis is sentenced to six months... But some witches and wizards are seemingly sentenced to life mm-hmm. in that same prison. There's not like a lower security place to send these smaller crimes to. It seems a bit excessive.
2: It does, but they sent Hagrid there. They, I
1: know. That that kind of goes with what we talked about in the other book.
2: I feel like...
1: It's, it's just like a one-all, like no matter if you were jaywalking or whether you're a murderer, you go to where they suck souls out of you.
2: Yeah, and I feel like somewhere in the, what we've already read, that there was like a reference like, oh, most people don't last but however long. I don't remember what those figures were, mm-hmm. the statistics. I'm sure Kelly could help inform us. But, yeah, if people don't even last very long in there... Mm-hmm. I mean, Sirius made it a long time. Yeah. But he was pretty rattled when he came out.
1: Yeah. Still, still a little... Rattled, you know, some of his, and we're going to see it later at the later on in the chapter here Still, you know, kind of erratic with some of his well, actions and ta- uh, antics
2: So, yeah, it does seem weird that there isn't anywhere else to send them mm-hmm. But I guess because they're magic, they have to go somewhere that they can be contained
1: By soul-sucking demons <laughs>
2: Apparently <laughs>
1: Well, I hope uh, Sturgis makes it his six months. Uh, Harry and Ron go out to the pitch for a little extra practice before the actual team practice begins. And Ron actually looks decent in the the little practice that they do here. But things are a bit different when the actual team practice begins.
2: I thought it was funny when Harry and Ron were practicing by themselves. At the very end, Harry's kind of like thinking to himself, he's like, Ron's pretty good. He He stopped like... Whatever it was 3 fourths of the yeah, that's what of I, the, that's what i thought the goals that i and i'm like "but harry you don't play that position uh-huh. either." Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I was just kind of like well, how good were you? Yeah. <laughs> that's not a position you play. Yeah. So, i don't know. I just kind of thought Harry doesn't that seem was funny. like he'd
1: have a lot of uh Upper arm mu- mustard behind the the, <laughs> the throws there. They're probably coming in pretty soft.
2: Yeah. So, it's probably a little easier for him to to do well, around to do well.
1: So the Gryffindors are having their Quidditch practice, and the Slytherins are watching it and kind of heckling them the whole time.
2: Oh yes, yeah. Slytherin and, had to show up.
1: And it's just, it's just one bad thing after another. It was just really a, a poor, poor showing for them in practice, right?
2: Yeah. Who was it that got hit in the face? Angelica? And Yeah. So Angelina. <laughs> Angela? Angela? (laughs) Angie! (laughs) Angie! Got hit in the face and ends up with a bloody nose. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. Here comes Fred George with their little... And they're going to save the day and it's going to have like a good, redeeming Mm -hmm. value. No, he made it worse.
1: So, I'm guessing that... (laughs) We know that they have something that makes your nose bleed. Yes. So you thought, hey, maybe they have something that makes your nose stop bleeding. Yes. No. <laughs>
2: well, I, I think they do. But he gave her the wrong thing. Because no. he checked his pocket again and was like, ooh. oh Whoopsie.
1: And it's just, it's just gushing. Gushing. It's just gushing. She's it,
2: covered in blood. She basically passes out from blood loss. uh uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah, that that was their pet.
1: <laughs> and Ron, you know, every time it. The quaffle's thrown to him. He drops it. And one time when he doesn't drop it, he busts somebody's nose open. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think it's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough for well, Ron. it's
0: not very good, is
1: it? No, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it's going to be tough for Ron because he's got his brothers on the team too, mm-hmm. and he's all he's. Every time he gets out there, he's kind of already expecting his brothers to kind of give him a hard time. When they should be really supportive because they're his teammates, but that's just kind of what older brothers do. Yeah.
2: Well, I think it's just a very fragile thing. Like, hey, we'll be supportive of you because you're our teammate, but anything you slip up, we're going to flip sides Mm -hmm. because we're your brother. That's like the default mode.
1: Uh, We're back in the Gryffindor common room catching up on some homework. When Hermes, Percy's owl, comes to the window with a note for Ron... And it's important for us to note that Percy has pretty much removed himself from all Weasley family business as Percy sides with the ministry over the current state of the wizarding world. So this letter kind of is surprising and kind of comes out of a little bit of left field, right?
2: Again, I didn't remember this at all. And I was even more surprised by how long the letter was. He just went on and on and on.
1: It was a Dolores Umbridge level <laughs> soliloquy.
2: <laughs> I was like, it was like th- almost three full pages in mine. I think. It's
1: like, yeah, it's like that chapter when Umbridge talked for six pages. So what's the, what's the kind of uh, the cliff notes of the contents here?
2: Well, he congratulated Ron on getting prefect and takes this to mean that Ron is following in his footsteps. And is gonna turn out like Percy. Mm-hmm.
1: And, I thought you were gonna be a Fred or a George.
2: But instead, pleasantly surprised, you're gonna be like me. I'm like, what? Um, so yeah, just kind of takes this as Ron is joining his side of the fight and giving him tips and inside information. And hey, you know, you shouldn't be hanging out with Harry Potter. You should be, you know, telling on him to umbridge and you shouldn't be loyal to dumbledore but to the ministry and you shouldn't do this and that and
1: And speaking of which (sighs) check out the prophet tomorrow there's gonna be
2: some big news
1: here's why you should do all these things and the and the biggest thing is you gotta you got to disassociate yourself from harry potter yep you just have to you have to And uh, And if you
2: need protection from him Because he's going to become violent Like he implies that Ron's only Friends with Harry because he's afraid of him
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, What's uh, Ron's Reaction to this letter
2: We rips it up and throws it in the fire
1: And calls him A git (laughs) Your favorite (laughs) put down I think it was even like What a git
2: (laughs) He was like a huge in there What? A huge
1: get Well I'm glad that Ron is not going to be siding with, with Percy Because Percy's kind of the worst
2: Percy is the worst
1: Especially right now uh, The name of our chapter is Percy and Padfoot though So just have been when,
2: Percy's the worst Just
1: when we're about to head to bed The floating dismembered head of Sirius Black shows up in the fireplace
2: And apparently he'd been popping up every hour <laughs> To see if the the, the trio was by themselves. Hello, <laughs> and some first year saw him. Hello,
1: <laughs> they just thought it was a. They probably just thought it was just a weirdly Shape shaped log. log. It's fine. So the main takeaways from the conversation is that Sirius doesn't seem to be, to be worried about Harry's headaches. Sirius seems to have a little bit of background knowledge on Dolores Umbridge. I'm guessing there's uh, he and he's. I think he said a uh, Lupin could tell you. More so, so much about her, so that's kind of interesting that there's some backstory there.
2: Well, it said she wrote uh, some I don't know she to An- law, anti-werewolf, anti-werewolf legislation, and she's very against half-breeds. Mm-hmm. That is important. That's sh-
1: shocking. She seems like a very open-thinking kind of person.
2: No, no, babe, we're, we're talking about Dolores Umbridge.
1: Oh.
2: That's who we're talking Sorry, about. I you talking
1: about Delinus Overbridge. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, she's great. I don't
1: know who that is. The influence of the ministry is only going to grow because Sirius says that Cornelius Fudge is very sure that Dumbledore is conspiring against him to raise an army and seize
2: power. An army of children. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on at Hogwarts, folks. I'm going to raise an the army. The secret of, is out. I'm going to raise He's an army He's raising an army of an children. Army to take control of the government.
1: It's a heck of an idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I got a lot of kids that like me. I could probably... Pull that? <laughs> talk them into raising up an army.
2: If you were going to teach them how to fight and use weapons, I'm sure they'd be all for it. i like, with, sure. Drive
1: them with Fun Dip and Pixie sticks. Get them all hopped up on sugar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'd be unstoppable. Unstoppable. So we get to the end of the chapter here, and I know Sirius is frustrated by being cooped up in the house with the racist elf and the screaming portrait of his dead mom. But Sirius was a bit, a bit hurtful with his comments at the end of the chapter, wasn't he? Am I, am I being a little too sensitive about this? Because no,
2: he was being hurtful, and he is the adult in the relationship, and Harry is the child. However. Ceres is basically in jail again. Mm-hmm. You know, he's at his house, his family house, which he doesn't even like. Yeah. It's not like he's
1: got nothing but bad memories. Eh?
2: Yeah. So then he can't leave. He's stuck there. He's basically house arrest in at the least worst possible house. He's
1: sucking his soul out though. He can eat whenever he wants.
2: Creature's kinda sucking his soul out. <laughs>
1: Emotionally.
2: <Yeah. laughs> so I mean, I get it. I get that he's frustrated. Like we said before, he's you know, not right since he was an Ask yeah. Man. He kinda needs some help. His his mental health is not in mm-hmm. a good place. Yeah. So I understand that does still not okay. But it's also I mean, maybe he just had he had the thought out loud, but it's kinda good that he had the thought. hmm That he realizes that Harry is not James. Mm-hmm.
1: So here's here's the setup to that yeah. um, Sirius says that hey, when's your next Hogsmeade weekend Maybe old snuffles will uh, will come and, and join in and we can get together and, and the
2: kids are like no all
1: the kids think it's a bad idea because they don't want something bad to happen to somebody that they care about.
2: They said clearly Malfoy knows Mister, uh, his dad knows mm-hmm. he knows. It's not a good idea. What if he sees you?
1: It's too risky. Too risky. And this is when Sirius kind of goes off a little bit. and, Well, it's too risky for me to meet you in my dog form in Hogsmeade. Well, I, I guess you're not like your father after all. Because... James Potter would have relished the risk. He would have loved it. That would have made it fun. fun.
2: The risk would have made it fun.
1: But... What a hurtful thing to say to a teenage boy with dead parents.
2: Who's... Yeah, and who's being mature and doing the right thing. But... I also feel like Sirius is thinking of... Or speaking from a place before things got really dark. Like when... Sirius and James were at school they weren't worried about the dark lord that wasn't a big deal so yeah that would is the excitement it was fun but like getting
1: caught after you know getting caught on the school grounds after hours is a lot different than a wanted criminal you know getting caught in Hogsmeade when we know that the winds of change are coming in the ministry and that if Sirius does get caught he's probably you know he, at the least Going to spend the rest of his life in Azkaban At the most he'll probably just be You know executed
2: Yeah Um. But I feel like Sirius is one of those guys Who kind of will always live In the glory mm-hmm. days And I know that He kind of He just got cut out of all of that Because he went to Azkaban His friends died and everything That's mm-hmm. very traumatic But I feel like He's just very desperate to go back to when he was at school. Relive those glory days. Everything's still fine. And but
1: in some in some ways you can't blame him for being desperate. Being falsely accused of a crime he didn't commit and mm-hmm. spending years and years and years in a literal soul-sucking prison. That would make a man desperate for mm-hmm. something yearn for something better. But he has to be the adult here. He has to be the one to to see what's really going on here and to kind of take things mature maturely. And he's it's tough for him to do that because of everything he's been through.
2: Well it's not fair to Harry, but I just don't think that Sirius can. Yeah. Like I think to mentally cope with everything, he has his brain is just stuck back Mm -hmm. in those days. And seeing Harry doesn't really help his situation because it reminds him. The the spitting image of his best friend. Yeah, the spitting image of James. And and he's at Hogwarts and he's having these fun adventures with his friends just like I used to do with my friends. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think it's really helping Sirius come into where he needs to be now.
1: I'll let you know when my floating head can come back into the fireplace as long as you don't think it's too risky.
2: Nah. He's just a child.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just kind of a jerky move for a grown man to talk to a kid like that, especially everything that Harry's been through. But like you said, Sirius is... He's mentally damaged. Mm -hmm. He's very, very mentally damaged from everything that he's been through.
2: I feel like if he was talking to another adult, then... Not that it would be okay, but it would be fine. Because the other adult would be like, Ugh, this is why you're the way you are. Is, and I'm yeah. just going to have to help you get through it. And it's fine. But to put it on a kid, that's not A good. kid
1: who already feels that Dumbledore doesn't care about him anymore. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and now his godfather's yeah. mad at him mm-hmm. and being pouty. And,
1: and the other adult that he g- goes to all the time. His large friend isn't around mm-hmm. It's It's tough for Harry right now And this is not making it any better
0: But
2: he did, did get to talk to his crush
1: He did And, and he,
2: he didn't make a fool out of himself And she said he was brave
1: And Ron called uh, Percy a git So yeah. it, it could have been a worse chapter
2: <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't all bad
1: Nope uh, Anything else you want to say about chapter 14 Percy and Padfoot
2: No, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is a lot of just this going through the day, but I feel like we had a lot to talk about.
1: Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, No emails this week, but send us those broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Twitter at broomsticksb, or send us a message on Facebook. We are Broomsticks and Butterbeer on Facebook as well. Uh, We're available on all podcast platforms. No matter where you're listening to us, we really appreciate it. And leave us a five-star review if you feel that we've earned it. And if you don't feel that we've earned it, send us an email and tell me why, and we'll try to do better.
0: Oh.
2: I don't like that idea that we didn't do better.
1: See, I like the idea, though, because I'm not one of those people that says, Well, if you don't like it, don't listen. You know, if there's something we can do better, if there's room for improvement, let us know. Give us some constructive criticism, and we'll... I mean, do I need to sing more? Uh, do I need to sing less? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you did sing a little bit in this one. I did.
1: You? I'm starting to. I'm starting to feel my notes a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So there's still times where I can't hit them high, them high notes, but hopefully I'll get there. As long as Catherine stops trying to uh, make googly eyes at me.
2: She's busy now. She
1: says she's a baby. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: You're not her number one
0: priority
1: anymore Am I anybody so (laughs) (laughs) Aww Uh, Shout out to Jennifer in California Shout out to Catherine and Jane In uh, Illinois Shout out to uh, Anastasia in Connecticut Shout out to Kelly in New York Shout out to uh, Olivia in New York Shout out to Leah in Illinois Shout out to baby Ronnie In Illinois too
2: Our are doubling because everybody's having babies Everybody's having kids
1: (laughs) Jennifer's next
2: (laughs) No Jennifer
1: (laughs) You gotta go on a trip She has too many animals You gotta go on a trip with Jess first before you start having kids Yeah Uh, And I think that's gonna do it Until next time Be a wizard, be a witch, be a muggle, be a squib But don't be a jerk
2: Or a git See ya Bye
0: I've got some magic in me my touch that track it turns into gold everybody knows i got the magic